You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. We are recording live out of the Andrew and Gloria living room. Hey, Andrew, it's been over a year since you were on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Why have we been so busy over the last year or so that you couldn't come on the show until now? We've been so busy because we moved twice. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of moving. <laughs> it's a lot of moving. But it's okay, guys, because today we are coming on to share three things today. Um, we're going to talk about our biggest relationship win in 2022, biggest lesson, and some questions that you guys asked. For example, our best kept secret for staying in love and all the juicy goodness. So that's what we're doing today, Andrew. Are you excited for being back on the show? Yeah. <laughs> He's not excited. He hates this. <laughs> but he's doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Thanks, babe. So... We were actually talking about and kind of reflecting on so many things that happened last year. And I think we do have like one biggest win from 2022. What would you say that that is? Moving into our new big house. Yeah. And getting out of the spider closet. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like the spider closet. Yeah, it was pretty bad because we both work from home, which means that we were at our place all the time. So in the winter, things were actually pretty fine, right? Because... Yeah, we moved in the winter, so I didn't notice. I work in the basement. It was really cold, but that was okay. Then we were all excited for summer. And then when summer came, all the spiders came out (laughs) in the basement where I was. And it was pretty traumatizing. (laughs) And then these aren't like... I know every house has spiders, but this was... I mean, I hope our old landlord's not listening, but... (laughs) There it was, was an infestation. It was an infestation <laughs> of spiders. And all my stuff was in the basement because it was our first place together. And it was rough. I don't know if it was just the location or if there was, like, a lot of trees. But I swear, like, as soon as the snow disappeared, like, they all just crawled in through the woodwork and the windows. So poor Andrew was, like, down there suffering the most. And Andrew set out, like, little traps everywhere. And every day he'd have to walk past them going to his office and see these enormous spiders and insects I've never even seen before with millions of legs. Yeah. It was so bad. Do you remember Eugene? Yeah. Eugene! So we had my couch in the basement. And on the couch, I was right next to the window. And the basement's open to outside. So the window is outside, and right when we go down at night to relax and unwind and watch some TV or whatever, there would be a spider that would crawl down from the window, and right next to my face, this huge outside spider, mm-hmm. and he had this enormous web, and he would just hang out with us, which sounds fun and cute, but I really, really didn't like him. <laughs> like, this was a spider that was dipped in, like, radioactive substance. Like, it had, like, pincers. It was bigger than my palm. Mm-hmm. 
And what's weird is we would go down to the basement to watch TV every night. And it's like Eugene knew when we were there because we would sit down on the couch and he would just like drop down from our window as if he was saying like, hey, guys. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to miss Eugene, aren't you? Well, I can't remember. <laughs> there was two spiders. Oh, yeah. I don't remember which one was which anymore, but I think first it was Eugene. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and then Hubert. Yeah. No, no, it was Hubert first, and it then was, it was Eugene. It was Hubert first, and Hubert was pretty nasty and big and scary. But I was like, all right, it's fine. And then one day he disappeared, and then the next day, an even bigger, scarier spider took his place. So that was Eugene. Eugene ate Hubert. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene ate Hubert, and we didn't even bother touching that window afterwards because... It turned that window into a fortress, like the most bulletproof looking webs I've ever seen. Every single corner was like all knitted up. It was wild. Anyways, Eugene, I hope he's surviving the winter or oh, not. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, that was our biggest win. Just moving into the place of our dreams, really. Like we actually were thinking about downsizing mm -hmm. from that old place. But then when we saw this new one. Our real estate agent actually told us to stop looking at other houses because he yeah. really wanted us to get this place, which kind of goes into our biggest lesson for this year. So what happened during our move when we moved this year? Moving was really stressful. We got very stressed and we were very cranky and we got a little snappy at each other. Yeah, that was not a good time. So we had to talk extensively about what happened at that point. So what we realized is even though like we're both pretty healthy people, right? Like we eat really clean, we try to exercise, but during COVID, even we got pretty out of shape. And what was contributing to our crankiness was we were so out of shape, we couldn't even get through like one day of basic moving stuff, even though we hired a couple of guys to help us out. So yeah, that was pretty stressful. Well, it wasn't the physical issue is just like, the stress of everything plus the amount of stuff yeah. because we have too much stuff and don't look at me. <laughs> I think also I had expectations that for some dumb reason that you would be as physically able to keep going till everything's put away that I was, which is obviously not the case. And then I was trying to finish everything up. And you were just like at your limit <laughs> for the day. So it caused some tension, but it worked out. Yeah, that was really rough. There was one night where like I was trying to help Andrew fix the toilets. And I was just crying, like flushing the toilets. That was really bad. That was probably like one of the worst moments of moving. But I think we learned that like during <clears throat> big stressful events like that, like we have to <clears throat> talk about things more before going into it. Well, we planned because we moved the year prior and we planned we're like this one's going to be better. We're going to hire a moving company this yeah. time. And then we did all that and it was great. But at the end of the day, there's still a but lot. Why did it feel worse this time versus last year? You think it felt worse. I thought the year before was worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had to move out of my condo and then out of your condo downtown and we didn't hire movers and I had to rent the truck and I was driving it. I think I was doing a lot more than you. <laughs> yeah. So well, I was just thought... excited because before it was like the tiny condo. That was our first house ever. I think I was just really excited about us moving to a big place. So that kind of overrid all the issues I had. 
But this time around, I think it's because we hired movers that I thought for some reason like we wouldn't have to do as much. Yeah, it's expectation. We still have to do yeah a lot. Yeah. Maybe like, moving like, is a lot. It's not like you move yeah. a day and it's done. It's like the whole week is weeks after you're putting things away and cleaning. Yeah. And, and this is a huge house. Yeah. It was like twice as many rooms as the last place. Yeah, so cleaning is that's a lot of work for yeah. two people. It's a big family house. Yeah. Anyways. The physical aspect was really important as well. So I don't know if it was when we went to your friends, but I think we were having a conversation at some point. And one thing that Andrew's always said to me was that he was always terrified that I was going to fall into a six foot hole Mm -hmm. and not be able to pull myself out. Mm -hmm. And honestly, after that move, I think that's when I realized that I would not be able to survive in a six foot hole. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like ever since that, I've been taking fitness a lot more seriously, even more than before. Yeah, we both work from home. We're both sitting at a desk all day. Even if you hit the gym like five days a week, it doesn't equal to a physical job where you're moving all day. Yeah, it's not the same. I realized like I wanted to be around longer and like be alive and be more capable of doing stuff for you also. Yeah. I don't want to be like, when we're seven years, 80 years old, so sedentary and like not be able to do stuff still. Yeah, I know this because I used to work construction and landscaping and now I work sitting on a computer all day so I can really see the difference. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to feel active, even though I wasn't eating healthier before and I wasn't as healthy otherwise, but it was because I was so active before. You really, really feel the difference. And that's what I was trying to convey to you about Mm -hmm. It's funny, but it's also serious. Like if you fell in the six foot hole, which like isn't that deep, could you climb up out of it? And we both kind of mm-hmm. said like, no, you probably couldn't. <laughs> it's just about being able. And like you said, when we get older, I want to be able, I want to be physically able to like stay healthy and keep mm-hmm. our bodies healthy as long as possible. Yeah, exactly. This message goes to even those who are not fully able-bodied, right? There are still ways that you can maintain the body that you do have and the abilities that you do have. But how about now? Do you think I could climb out of a hole now? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, I got really good, especially the last two months. I had a pretty good routine going on. For a while, I was following, you guys know, the YouTuber Chloe Ting. She has some really good at-home fitness programs. And then I started getting trained in Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was fun, too. I realized I needed to protect Andrew Why? If, if anyone ever broke into our house. No. <laughs> yeah. But you're still doing Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Is it fun? Yeah. We're taking a bit of a break over the holiday. Mm-hmm. But my goal is to surpass Bruce Lee. Watch out. Mm-hmm. My fantasy is if anyone ever breaks into our house, this is not like a real thing. This is just something I joke around about. But they'll come in and they'll see me and I'll pretend to be like really weak and stuff. And I'll be like, oh, no, you know, leave us alone. And then boom, sucker punch in the face and I'll knock them out and then I'll call the police and then I'll be the hero. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully we never have to do that. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just kidding. The, The goal of Kung Fu is obviously never having to use it, but really only having to use it if you need to defend yourself or your loved ones. But I've gotten quite obsessed with kung fu ever since i joined and andrew's been watching like all the kung fu and bruce lee movies with me mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of our other issues right now is we both like doing too many things and mm-hmm. it's so weird that you think that from working at home you would have more time to do things 
right? But it feels like there's less time now because mm-hmm. you're always like in the same space. Yeah, it's weird. I think we're getting better at that, like post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was our biggest lesson of this year. It's really the importance of your physical well-being and how much that actually influences your relationship. Well, actually, I talk about that with my clients, too, because at the end of the day, relationships are about the effort that you put into it, right? And you can only put in effort if you have the energy to do so. So if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not eating well, you're not moving your body, you're not consuming healthy content or material, you don't have the capacity to give to another person. You're not able to participate in that relationship. So I think that was an important reminder for us. What didn't you say? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're moving on to the final part of today. Now, I did ask if anyone had any questions for us. I only picked two because I felt like we could probably talk a lot about even just these two. But the first question submitted was, what is your biggest secret for staying in love? Buying you lots of snacks. Yay! (laughs) That's actually the secret, guys. Always buy your significant other lots of chocolates and flowers and cookies every single week. Right? Mm, should limit it, but yes. <laughs> that's, no, that's not the actual secret. What is the actual secret to staying in love? Well, first of all, I mean, this is coming from relationship coaching advice. You have to pick the right person. And I tell this to my clients all the time. I really don't think every relationship can work because you have to consider each other's needs and capabilities and willingness to show up in the relationship. So I think we were both ready to be in a relationship when we first met. Mm -hmm. It sort of set things off on the right foot. But I think something that we're really good at doing is the willingness to take care of ourselves first, right, before we show up fully in the relationship. So I think we both have pretty good self-care routines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you do to take care of your physical or mental health? Well, like we talked about it, we both eat healthy and we both make sure that we exercise. We have a gym in the house, so we take care of that. And we're not the best at it, but we're trying to get up earlier and going to bed earlier Mm -hmm. and just being overall keeping our bodies healthy so that we have clarity and can be better to each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we're both big on self-care and like self-development and stuff. Also, we say I love you every single day. It's really important, especially if that's one of your love languages, right? Making sure that you show that to your partner every single day. You know, it's almost like, you know, when you take care of a pet or a plant, you still have to water your plant, even if you're upset at them that day, right? Or you're still going to feed your pet, even if they did something to make you upset. So I think we never withhold love from each other, even if we're mad at each other or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really important. It kind of bleeds into question two, which is how do you respond to your partner's negative emotions? So we kind of talked about this before we hit record about how you've been really good at dealing with my emotions because obviously nobody's perfect. But yeah, like how do you deal with it when I'm being mean or I'm being snappy or something? If you're upset, I learned this from you. When I was upset, like how you treated me always made me feel better. And it was mostly about being heard and giving like loving attention to you or me. 
and making sure that you're okay and heard is like the key, I think. I don't know, I'm not the expert, but when <laughs> either of us or anyone's upset, a lot of it has to do with wanting to be heard. It's the miscommunication part, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, if anyone is upset, a lot of the times it really does boil down to it, some sort of miscommunication or misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. But you and I have worked so much on our emotional regulation that we're really good at putting our feelings aside when it's time to respond to our partner, right? So even if you're upset at me and let's say in the moment I feel like it's not justified or something, I will still put that aside to be willing to hear you out in that moment and try to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And I think you do the same for me. Mm -hmm. right? Taking that pause, right? Taking the pause, that's so important. You learn that from all of your meditation stuff, right? Which is all about creating that pause in your mind in the moment. Yeah. So that's all the questions for today. We'll wrap up with a part three sometime in the future. But overall, I feel really happy about how far we've come this year, all the things that we did. Obviously, we had a lot of fun times as well. And we've overcome lots of challenges that I think have brought us closer together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you looking most forward about in 2023? Mm. All your fans hearing this and buying you gifts for me. I know. <laughs> no, I don't want any gifts. <laughs> Yeah, bought him this huge guitar that he wanted. He already knew that I was getting him the guitar. And then Andrew kept saying, oh, can we open our gifts like on the 21st? And I was like, why? And he said, oh, it's because I have band practice tonight. And that's because he wanted to show yeah. off his new guitar to his bandmates. Yep. And you did. Yeah, and that was great. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it because that charged me an extra $200 <laughs> for the customs when it arrived. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you everyone so much for listening. And I'm glad that we were able to get Andrew back on the show. Thank you. Happy holidays from, from the Inner Child Podcast. Is your trauma robbing you of the extraordinary relationship you could be having? Bestie, tell me if this sounds like you. Maybe you wind up in situationships where you don't feel loved, seen, or respected, and you let people walk all over you. Or maybe you feel so triggered with the fear of getting hurt that you end up pushing the other person away and sabotage your relationships. Or maybe you stay up all night in bed wondering, why do I struggle so much with the bare basics in love while my friends are out there having amazing relationships without breaking a sweat? My love, it's not your fault. You are not broken. You just have inner child wounds. If anyone understands, it's probably me. 200 first dates later and a dozen bad relationships, I finally cracked the code on what it really takes to go from being insecurely attached to attracting and maintaining a thriving, passionate, and secure relationship. So if you want to succeed in love, I've put together a free 60-minute workshop that gives you my three-step formula to breaking toxic patterns for good. Just go to gethealthylove.com. That's G-E-T healthylove.com. In this workshop, you'll learn how to never sabotage a relationship again, even if you have anxiety. And you'll learn how to get the secure relationship you want with the person who wants to commit to you. 
So if you're falling into the same patterns over and over, then you need to be at this workshop. To get instant access, go to gethealthylove.com, that's G-E-T, healthylove.com, or click on the link in the show notes. Life is hard enough, besties. Love doesn't have to be. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!